We cover our bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it take us Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing Our bases covered, yeah Yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off of the dome First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather Then you know we bringing it home We cover our bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch how we shine Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our responses be prime Our bases covered, Woo. Yeah, you know you love it, no limits to where we can go So do grab a seat Oh no, this ain't MLB, but you know it's time for the show All bases covered, my brothers, yeah, you know you love it We get it, yeah, we going in Yeah, we be focused like this is the bottom of night, baby You know we ready to win Sports to pop culture, we cover those things that we supposed to We knocking it out of the park All bases covered, no end in the topic that safe to the culture We sending the spark, we cover yeah. all bases Welcome to the All Bases Covered podcast. We are here on a Monday, live on location here in Detroit, Michigan. I'm still waiting for the rest of my crew to show up. I'm actually here at Sam's house, and I don't know where he's at here. Uh, waiting on Josh and Joe, our producers, so I'm sure what's, what's happening here. Oh. Hello. I was just uh, yeah, yeah, I was just putting you on blast. I was like, I'm at your house and you're late. <laughs> Shut up, bro. <laughs> and now we got Josh. We got everybody joining live into the crew. Hey, Josh, Josh is late. One minute. The, yeah, Josh is late. That's a, I'm a, here. I'm not that's late. A, that's 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 fine, Josh. Eight oh one. Put put it in the it was eight o'clock when I called in. It was eight. No, it's, he, it's he just didn't hit on you. Eight oh one. Nine, man. That's a, that's a fine. That's a fine. That's, that's put five dollars in the jar now. Put it in the jar. I, I got some for the jar. A load of shit. I'm gonna take a big ass shit in wow. that loaded jar. Well, you know, I'm here in Michigan with Sam doing the podcast. Oh, you're up in Michigan? So, yeah. I'm up here Damn, in Michigan. Damn, the wife kicked you out already. What the fuck? Wow. Wow. No, she's here, too, along with the kids. I didn't get... I didn't All right, get, just making know, sure. I didn't get to just come up <laughs> gallivanting by myself. Well, who knows with you? Who knows my, my with you? Oh, up wow. yesterday, like, dude, dude, your sister just kicked me out. She finally had enough. I need a place to do the podcast from. I'm like, all right, cool. No problem. You drove four hours. Just so <laughs> sure. Oh, man. Well, it looks like Joe's not going to be joining us for the show again. He wasn't on, what a on bitch. Friday either. Yeah. Let's make fun of him for that one. Um, Blacking 101 is the class that he's teaching right now. Yeah. By, you know what? By the way, I, I before we get into sports, I want to talk about – you guys have, like, weird things that you do that uh, nobody else really understands, but they are – I, it's hard to explain, like, weird shit that you might do that you don't really think is weird, but if you were to tell it to other people, they'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Because I have one such oh, We don't want to hear your I, masturbating stories, bro. Listen, it's nothing sexual, okay? It's nothing sexual, okay? It is strictly, 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 um, like, weird shit you might do. So, for me, I have this thing um, that I, I like to call... I call it the steam shits, okay? 
And as our listeners can uh, hopefully understand, we're filling for content right now because there's just not a lot of shit going on. But I call it the steam shit. I like, I love when when the toilet is right there next to the shower because some bathrooms, you know, it's in a, the toilet's in a separate room from the shower. And I like to crank up the heat on the on the shower, get it nice and hot, steam up the room, and then also shit at the same time. I find it very relaxing and comforting. And I called the steam shits. And then I always got yelled at for it because I was just wasting a ton of water. But I find it nice and relaxing. So I'm not sure if you guys have anything I mean, weird yeah, like that. I mean, you smell through the vapor all over the bathroom, too, right? So, I mean, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. I- I'm just it's saying, like that's fucking nasty. No one wants to hear it's about like your fucking shitting ritual. <laughs> it is like a sauna, exactly. <laughs> you got to shit uh, on it. It's like, about how I shit every day. Hey, fucking dirty hey, bastard! Wow, man. I'm just saying, let's, let's, we're 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 making some content here, guys. Okay, let's, let's get creative, you fuckers. So, uh, sorry, Josh. The other I'm question: sure you How do you get rid of do when I take a shit? Because I like to play my my game. It's called Clash Royale. Been playing that game for <laughs> ever since it's been out, like five, six years. What the fuck is and Clash Royale? Roy, I know it's something. Okay, go ahead. What? So I'm just amazed, just amazed at how these guys have all these all these players completely maxed out. Like as soon as a brand new card comes out, they get it maxed out right away. Like how the fuck can they afford this? Because it's fucking expensive to to do that all just Dude. like that. Dude, Josh, I just I read I read a um an article about like NBA players and like people that have obviously have a lot of money. They spend so much on mobile in-game purchases and, like, DLCs for video games. They, you have no idea how much they spend per year on that shit. It's wild. Like, I'm talking, like, 15K for, like, a mobile game to get fully loaded oh, exactly. for the year or some shit. I'm like, God damn, it's taking me fucking forever to level up my shit. It took me yeah. five years to get here. You're done already. <laughs> and I'm still not leveled up I'm on five years. Oh, my God. <laughs> You would think that, you know, they would spend something better. They'd spend their money on something better than, you know, in-game fucking upgrades and shit. I, I don't know. I mean, we all know they, they spend their money on prostitutes and guns. Yeah, and weed. Yeah, yep. <laughs> that's it, that's it. Uh, speaking of there's, prostitutes There's Josh taking his shots. There's, there's, there's yeah. Josh taking his shots. <laughs> Speaking of uh, prostitutes and guns, Rick Pitino is back in uh, college basketball. I mean, he was at Iona, which is a very small school in the MEAC. Now he's taking the St. John's job. So he's back at high Division One basketball again. Uh, dude, Rick Pitino's a good coach. But I, I don't know how this dude survives scandal after scandal after scandal and just keeps getting hired. Like, I mean, some – these coaches, do not even football coaches, survive this much. Rick Pitino has literally the shit that he did at Louisville, the extortion attempt that came against him in 2009, uh, where you know Pitino admitted that he had sexual relations uh, with um, with uh, the wife of a Louisville equipment manager, and that he asked her to have an abortion. Like, there was all that shit. 
Then he had all the shit that went down at Louisville uh, with the Adidas scandals and, and uh, the conspiracy. They were paying players. Like, fuck, dude. And well, now that if you look at it now, the waltz into St. John's. Hey, it's, it's legal now, though, right? NCAA, NCAA allows it allows the coaches and players to do what they want now, right? It he got the, them NIL deals at this true. freaking strip club, baby. Just, but just think about think about how many people lost their their jobs, uh, essentially their future jobs, even like college players for taking money in the past. Now it's like allowed, right? It's openly allowed. Yeah. Man, I mean, yeah, I, I mean I, and, and that's the crazy part. So you can't you can't really call that one a scandal anymore because the NCAA allows it. They they've known for years yeah, players are getting paid. These coaches were taking yeah. these kids out to strip clubs left and right. Come on. I, I'm I'm sorry though. This was still. I mean, at that time it was. I mean, and they're paying Adidas official. Adidas officials were paying fam, the family to commit to that school. Like there's just a lot of shit. I just. I don't know, man. Like, the, Patino's like what seventy years old. He's old, man. He's he's getting up there. I think he, yeah, he's gonna be he's 70. seventy years old. Uh, I mean, you, if you're gonna say that, you gotta say John Calipari too. John Calipari is known for getting his players uh, through college yeah. into the NBA, right? He's had two major scandals. Yeah, but he's never actually been stripped. I don't think of anything. Has there was it at Memphis? They got stripped of the Final Four. You, Matt, he got stripped, and uh, oh yeah, that's right. Well, he got stripped. Yeah, but I, I, Both I mean, got stripped. any any of these Italian coaches, they're all dirty. Patino, Calipari, <laughs> they're all dirty coaches. <laughs> now we got well, to get the Now you're talking shit about the Italians, huh? Oh wow, Joe's here. Fascinating. I did not know that. Wow. <laughs> I just hear Joe's voice coming in from the side. I had no idea that Joe was even on yet. <laughs> oh man. Well, I do think Rick Pitino, the dude wins everywhere he goes. I mean, at Iona, um. He took him to the NCAA, NCAA tournament two out of three years, and the one year he didn't take him to the NCAA tournament is because they lost in their conference championship. But they were a 17 and three team, 25 and eight overall, and then they lost in their conference tournament. Uh, but I mean, at St. John's, he's going to win there. I don't know if it'll happen immediately, but Rick Pitino for his career has won 71 percent of his games. He's seven hundred and eleven and two ninety, which is just crazy to me. And the the man's won multiple national championships, so I think he'll win at St. John's. I just I don't know if that's if it's the best look um, them hiring him, but I, I don't think they care. I think they want to win and winning Trump. So once he's done taking his vacation in, in Greece, he's like, all right, now I want to come back to to. Uh... NCAA. Right, exactly. Uh, so, speaking of the NCAA tournament, man, it's it's honestly it's been it's been crazy this whole tournament. Um, it's been on, where like none of the favorites are are winning. Now, 
this is what I want to ask you guys. This is what I want to talk about is I, the, the numbers have come through for the first two rounds, and it's record-breaking. It's actually been the best the, – the most watched tournament probably I, – I, most watched tournament I think in like eight years, okay? Now, that's all well and good when you have – when you have the, the first round, everybody wants to see the upsets. Everybody likes to see the number 14 seed miraculously going, you know, and winning. But what I, what I wonder is if some of these no-name schools or smaller schools keep advancing, what is the Sweet 16 and, and Elite 8 going to look like ratings-wise? Because I'll tell you what, if Kansas State – and Arkansas and Florida Atlantic and Gonzaga all move on instead of Michigan State, UConn, Tennessee, and UCLA. I think I think the numbers will come down because I, I think I talked about this before. People love seeing the upsets in the first two rounds. But once it gets down to the Sweet 16, Elite 8, and Final Four, people want the big-name program. Nobody wants – I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, Nobody wants to see a Kansas State, Florida Atlantic, San Diego State, Xavier Final Four. Nobody's watching that Final Four. They, you, uh, I'm talking about the general public. The general public well, I, I isn't going to watch that Final Four. Honestly, I, I think the reason why we're having record-breaking numbers well, it also coincided with a lot of states this past year. What's the, what's the biggest thing that just happened in a lot of states? Sports betting. People yeah, can start betting on these games. So they're watching it. Yeah. That's why I, I think that people are watching it more. It doesn't matter who's going to be in the games. People are going to want to bet on it anyway. They're going to bet the underdog. I mean, how many people bet uh, $25 on one of them 16 seats? to make a bunch of money, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. True. Sure. I mean, I think, I think Dane, yeah. Dane won big money on fairly Dickinson winning. I think yeah. Dane won like on his Facebook. He, yeah, something like that. So, but I, I don't know. I, I still think that at the end of the day, people want to see. That's why, why do you think the college football national championship game didn't draw great ratings? It was Georgia versus TCU. Nobody wanted okay, to see that. Because it didn't have Ohio State in there. <laughs> okay, fine. Whatever you call it. But if, if, if it had been Georgia-Michigan in the national title game or Ohio State-Michigan in the national title game, that would have had huge ratings. Right. But, and that's why I think the seeding needs to be done differently. I hated that Georgia and Ohio State played in the first round. It should have been Georgia-TCU and Ohio State-Michigan. And then the winner of those two, that game – playing Georgia in the national title game. And TCU, absolutely. I, granted, because TCU also didn't win their, uh, win their um, conference, right? They lost to Kansas State in a conference title game. And so you could have absolutely put Ohio State three and had them playing Michigan. I think that would have drawn better numbers. But I don't want to get off too off topic here. But in co- I think it's the same thing with college basketball. If you look at some of these Final Fours that had, like, a George Mason in it or had, like, a Loyola Chicago, it didn't draw. Last year's Final Four, it had 
record. Last year's Final Four was the highest watched Final Four in twenty plus years. Uh, but been, here, here's where I think 20... you're you're missing. Here's where I think you're missing why people watch it. Basketball and and football completely different, right? Completely different. Okay. People want to watch big big names in college football, right? Basketball, and they do I don't in think basketball they really too. Yes, they do. If you're, yes, if you're in North do. Carolina, in Kentucky, in Kansas, that's it. The rest of no, the country don't give – they don't give no, not, not true, not true. The Pac-12 has a lot of history in, in NCAA basketball, right? You know, a lot mm-hmm. of the West Coast especially. Also, UCLA, UCLA is blue yeah. blood. But let me tell you, Josh and guys, last year's Final Four was the highest-rated Final Four in 20 years. And the, you know what the Final Four was? It was UNC, Duke, Villanova, and Kansas. All four blue blood programs. All four, all four programs have won a national, have won at least one national championship in the last twenty years. And that it was the highest rated one. It's been the highest rated in twenty years. And those are all four no, blue blood I, I, programs. Some of it, I, I, I will say, Mike. Though some of it, I will have to agree with Josh in saying that, you know. Sports, sports betting has opened up a lot more viewership, um, whereas you probably wouldn't get those. It, it makes it even easier when you have great teams yeah. playing. But, you know, that extra bump of viewership, I think you're getting a lot of it now from people that are that have money line bets, you know, for certain games. That's why they're watching it. Let me ask you guys a question, though, because it comes. it's true for most sports leagues. There's all sports leagues, actually. There's teams that have a cachet that are exciting to watch, and there's teams that are named brands. Like I would say in the NFL right now, you have the Cowboys. The Cowboys and, and the New York Giants and the Pittsburgh Steelers are named brands, right? They're, they're named brands. They're going to draw viewers regardless of how good or bad they are. Then you have exciting teams that everybody's tuning in to see because they're fun to watch. That's the Bengals, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Eagles, right? In the NFL, let me ask you, we had the Bills, or I'm sorry, we had the Bengals and the Chiefs, and we had the Eagles and the 49ers. So four very exciting teams. Three of those are, uh, two of those are big markets, Philly and San Francisco. If we had had an AFC championship game that was, let me say, Jacksonville and Baltimore, again, and then on the NFC side, maybe it's Detroit, versus um, the versus, uh, freaking Tampa Bay, do you think those championship games would have outdrawn, outdrawn what we had this past year? Because the Chiefs and the Bengals had set records for viewership. Do you think Baltimore and Jacksonville is doing the same numbers? There's no way. Absolutely no, I don't, yeah, I don't see it either. No, but I, I still think – you're still going to have a lot of people watch the games, though. Uh, and it's going to go back to sports I'm not betting. Saying, people are going to it's, people are going to watch it because they're betting on it. That's the reason why. They might not like I either agree. team. They might not have a dog in a fight, but they're going to watch the game because they got money on it. I agree. And especially if they can put $5 down and have to pick six yeah. and they can win over $1,000, huh, yeah, sign me up. I'll watch it. Now, now, yeah, now, imagine, now imagine those same odds. But they're 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 popular teams, right? Your your fan base now is larger, right? Oh, exactly. Right. Definitely, the, the exciting teams definitely changes it. But 
yeah, dude, now everyone wants to bet, so they're even more interested in looking at the game. So what I'm trying to say is I'm not saying that people aren't going to watch. People are always going to watch no matter who. It's you are right. But I'm telling – what I am saying is brands dictate dictate numbers. And if, if it's name brands in the Elite Eight and the Final Four, it's going to draw better numbers than if it's some um, Joe Schmo school that nobody really cares but, about. But here's the thing, Mike. You're talking about name brand. Yeah. Cincinnati Bengals, they're not a name brand. No, they're the laughing. They are the laughing stock of the. Yeah, they are now, but they are the. They are technically the laughing stock of the NFL. We all know. I know, but we live in everybody. Not really, not really. There's other teams, dude. But there's other teams, but the Bengals now are are one of the highest rated teams because of Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. They are now one of the highest rated teams because they're exciting to watch. So, but you don't you yeah, don't think I, I, if it was if it was the rematch between Buffalo and Kansas City, you don't think they would have yeah. had just as high numbers? They might have. They might have. Yeah, between they those three teams, Buffalo, Cincinnati, and Kansas City. Yeah. But at the same, because people like to see exciting teams, and that's that's what I'm talking about too. That's why I said it the way I did before is you have name brand teams, then you have exciting teams that are fun fun to watch. Like Dallas could be dog shit and they'll still draw numbers. And it won't matter. Dallas had the highest rated Thanksgiving Day game a couple of years ago and they were they were a six win team. And so it, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Dallas is a name brand. Others other teams that are not name brands, they have to have exciting football that people like to watch for them to draw numbers. Even when the Bengals were good under Marvin Lewis, they didn't draw the numbers that they're drawing now. Their playoff games were consistently some of the lowest rated in the playoffs, the Bengals, under Marvin Lewis with Andy Dalton and Carson Palmer. But now we got Joe Burrow. I also think that there's a lot more fans of the Bengals outside of Cincinnati, outside of the state of Ohio now than there were before. Yeah. As well. I, I can agree with that. Yeah. That's what happens when you get a franchise quarterback, man. That is what happens when you get a franchise quarterback. The Jets have been searching for one since Joe Namath. Yeah, at least he's got a Super Bowl win on the on the books. Yeah, yeah. If you can keep holding that Super Bowl over my head from 1968 or whenever it happened, but hey, it, it, it happened. You're it one. doesn't change the fact That's that it happened, one. right? It still happened, right? Everyone's been witnessed it. It happened, and it's not like it didn't happen. It happened, bro. Congratulations! Congratulations! Yep. On your on your on your one Super Bowl, your one appearance. Even though the Bengals have been to three Super Bowls and the Jets only won, the fact that they won the one against the Colts and Joe Joe Namath predicted it—that's their one thing to hang their hats on. I mean, they were underdogs <laughs> in that too, and they weren't supposed to win it, but they did. True. They still won it. It doesn't change the fact right. that the Jets, you know, they won. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, you're right. All right, let's. Uh, Move on over to some NBA talk uh, before we get into some football stuff. But, dude, the Lakers took some heat the other day because they benched Anthony Davis on a back-to-back when they're sitting in the 10th seed. Now, the Lakers have a fairly easy schedule remaining, but they're currently tied with the Utah Jazz 
uh, for the record, uh, but they, they own the tiebreaker, so they're in that 10th spot. But the Pelicans are only a half game behind them, and the Jazz are tied with them as far as record goes, but Lakers on the tiebreaker. So I don't, it doesn't look like LeBron's coming back anytime in the near future. They got the Suns up next. They got they got some tough games coming up. I mean, uh, dude, can the Lakers win? Nick Wright had said on his show that he thought that for the Lakers to get out of the play-in tournament, they needed to go nine and three down the stretch. Well, that's already probably not happening. Can they even stay in the play-in tournament? That, if you ask me, Mike, I think that it's tough sledding. But the one good thing that I think the Lakers might have uh, for them is some of these other teams might be locked into their positions, right, um, or out of the playoffs yeah. completely. So you're playing teams that, you know, you might play a Suns team that might sit out. That's definitely going to be sitting out Kevin Durant, right? Um, you know, I don't know if Devin Booker is fully healthy or not, but, you know, they may He's sit playing. out a couple of players just like that. Other teams may rest their stars. Because maybe, maybe, poss- maybe possibly the biggest season? Possibly, but I'm Phoenix sorry? can't afford. They're sitting in the fourth. Phoenix is in the fourth seed yeah. right now and only by a game. They can't really afford that. Right now, the difference between the fourth seed and the eighth seed is three games. So Phoenix can't even really afford to sit guys and and, and stay and stay where they want to be. This is their this is their schedule remaining. This is the Lakers' schedule remaining. Phoenix, Oklahoma City versus Chicago at Chicago at Minnesota at Houston at Utah at the Clippers versus Phoenix versus Utah. I don't know if Utah is trying to make the playoffs, but they're they're currently tied with the Lakers for that 10th spot, with the Lakers being in the 10th spot because they own the tiebreaker against the Jazz. The Bulls are trying to make the play-in tournament. Phoenix is fighting for position. L.A. is fighting for position. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That's ten games. The Lakers have to go seven and three in those ten games, and I don't know if they can do that. They got to go seven and three, and that that would guarantee that seven. I think seven and three or eight and two makes them miss the play-in game. Anything worse, they might fall out. If they go six and four. They're probably looking at staying in that 9-10 seed in, in the playing tournament. And if they win five or less games, they might be out of the playoffs entirely. It really depends, I they guess, when LeBron is gonna back, lose. right? Yeah, it depends on if LeBron's able to come back or not at some point. Uh, they, but the, What I read today was they're they're trying to get LeBron to play this weekend, by this weekend. So, so that, that was the latest news Sunday on the what I heard from. Okay. Yeah. So, what's, I up mean, Dallas, what's up with Dallas and, and, and L.A., Mike? Just out of curiosity. What's that? How many games separate sorry, Dallas and, and uh, one and a half. How many games separate Dallas and, and L.A. in the standings? One and a half games. Oh. Sorry. No, how, how many, many games, games separate them? Are they? How many games separate them? Yeah. Three games separate them from them. Three games uh, separate them and the Clippers, and one and a half separates them in Dallas. But uh, a half game only separates them and the 12th place Pelicans. 
Yeah, they, he, they, the Lakers got to hope that the people above them lose and that the, uh, the Pelicans don't make a run as well. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Separating separating the number two seed Kings all the way down to the Golden State Warriors, it's, it's only eight games. I mean, to go from the number two Damn, seed down to the eight to the seventh to the seventh seed, you would think there'd be a much bigger gap. Like in the East, for instance, the Sixers, all the way down to the seventh seed Heat, they they have an eleven game lead. The Sixers are eleven games up from the two seed to the seventh seed in Heat. Um, but I don't know. That's it's going to get interesting down here because the West. Is I mean, so we always knew that the West was more competitive, right? Yeah, but I don't think it's better this year. I think that I think I think the top, the Celtics, the Bucks, and the Seventy Sixers are way better than the Grizzlies, Kings, and Nuggets. So let me ask you guys a question on this. So since we're talking about the West, do you guys actually think Golden State has a chance to repeat? With their road no. record the way it is, or are they get no, no, I think they, I think no way. I think they're, done they're not making year. any noise though. They're done. No, yeah, no, they're not making any noise. I I just think that they they kind of got high on themselves after winning a title without Durant and winning it with their core again, and this year they don't seem to. And I really think that Draymond Green Jordan Poole beef at the beginning of the season fucked things up for the team chemistry. And if I'm Golden State, I'm trying to get rid of Draymond. He's not the same player anymore. He's not defensive player of the year, Draymond. He's not point forward, Draymond, that used to, you know, be able to be counted on to make, you know, get six, seven assists. And and he's just not the same player, and he's a pain in the ass. And he's an asshole. And so if I'm Golden State, I'm like, see you, Draymond. I don't really need you. And let's not forget all the personal drama going on with Andrew Wiggins that's caused him to sit out for a little while now. He he might not come back this season. I don't know if you've heard about yeah. that or not. But, but nobody knows what his it is. Wife is. What, no one knows the reason why. No, apparently his wife is hooking up with other dudes. No, no, and his, and his wife came out and refuted that, too. That okay. was just a complete, okay. complete like, uh, like it, was, it was fake news. What her thing? She came out and she was just like, okay, hey, it's it a fake place. There's absolutely nothing going on along those lines. You guys just give the guy his space. Okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, Wiggins is a big so piece of that Golden State team. That length that he, he brings, is, uh, you know, in the player. positions that he he's, plays, is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And and the thing is, he's a two-way player, man. Like, yeah. he's he's important to, to what they do there. So, um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Golden State tries to bring LeBron in. After the season, they 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 <laughs> offer up the Lakers, Wiggins and Draymond Green, and then like like a young piece like a like a Moses Moody, uh, in exchange for LeBron James and let him get a couple cheap rings, not having to be the center of attention. And then, uh, and then have have the Warriors draft Bronny, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's the move. So what's been going on with the Nuggets, man? Um, I. They were looking like they were going to run away with the West, and then they dropped like four in a row. And I think during this time frame, Jokic has kind of come down, and, and I think Embiid's really elevated into the top spot for the MVP race. But 
the Nuggets just haven't looked very good lately. I don't really know what's been going on. I mean, I think they won their last game, but before that, they had won. They had lost. They had lost. Actually, they had lost five of their last six up until winning against uh, Brooklyn. But do you think they're kind of just? They already have a four-game lead over the second place. Do you think they're just kind of going through the motions and not really wanting to exert themselves? Because they only have. I mean, you might have. I think think they actually have some chemistry issues. I think they do. I mean, uh, and Josh, to your point, that they might be coasting a little bit, but that's a dangerous game to play because if you coast too much going into the playoffs then you, you're likely to get bounced in the first or second round. Because you no, have I to be peaking at this time. Yeah. I agree with you. I was uh, just wondering, I I was guys... asking, do you think that that's what yeah. they're doing right now, kind of just coasting? Because they know they got, oh, hell, I'm, I'm up six, seven games to second place. They're only I should four, easily get their first they're seed. Only four, they're we'll only up four games, though. Five. This is before they went on a, a losing streak. Correct, yeah. Down. They're up six, I, seven games. Could, could have been. Could have been, man. I, I mean, you might have a point there. Um, I, don't, I don't know, though. I don't, I don't think so because I feel like this is not the time to kind of just relax and sit back. Like, during this final, like, two, three-week stretch of the season, you want to be ramping up to playoff basketball. And so, I don't know, but maybe it got in their head. But I don't know, also, if you saw what happened with Jamal Murray. You guys hear about that? Uh, the, the video of uh, his uh, girlfriend blowing him that he put out on the Internet on TikTok? <laughs> Whoa. I did not know about that. Yeah, dude, look it up. Look at Jamal Murray's girlfriend. Maybe. Dude. Some fan at the uh, at the Nuggets game shouted out to Jamal Murray. He goes, "I saw your girlfriend suck dick on the internet." <laughs> I then Jamal Murray's like, the, 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 the Nuggets this. actually got another problem going on though. If you saw a couple of games back, uh, Michael Porter uh, uh, and Jokic and, and their head coach Malone, they kind of got into it, and I think it's MTJ wants wants the ball more in his, in his hands. And if you've noticed for like the last, I'd say 10 or 12 games, Aaron Gordon's kind of stepped, taken a step back and Michael Porter Jr. has been yeah. more on the scoring side of things, really not helping them. No. So there's a little bit of internal grumbling about who gets the ball more and things like that. If I was Denver, dude, you have two tradable pieces in MPJ and Jamal Murray. And I absolutely would send them away for other for different players. To surround around Jokic and then Aaron Gordon, some of these other guys. I if I I would take the best package I could get for Jamal Murray, and I'd take the best package I could get for MPJ. And that's, what, that's what, what, like what position are you feeling? Are you feeling a five? Um, are you feeling a, a two? Honestly, I would call Boston. I would call Boston and say, okay. "What will it take? What, can we get? Can we get um, Jalen Brown?" in exchange for Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray. For Jalen Brown. Yeah, it's true. Or And then maybe they throw in another player. Though, take like a Derek too, like White a, uh, as well. Take, take like a Derek, a Derek White or a Grant Williams yeah. or somebody like that. Yeah. 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 I, I think that Nuggets team is better. 
Because defense. I would really actually try to go after Robert Williams and have Joseph oh, yeah, play but the four. Okay. Okay. I, I would have Jokic play That's the four. You have you do have a super sized lineup then. You have Gordon, Jokic, and Williams. But like Williams brings a yeah. level of defense that Embiid brings right now. Jokic can't. Truthfully, you know, he's okay. doing too much. Jokic is doing too or, much on the other side of the ball to give that much effort on defense. Or what about this one? Instead of trying to flip both guys, you flip them separately for different packages. So maybe you send uh, Michael Porter Jr. to the Pacers and ask for Buddy Heald and and Miles Turner for for them. Oh, that's great. That's great. That's awesome. That's awesome. You you get a shooter and Heald, right? You get a shooter, a perimeter shooter, and then you get Miles Turner who can be solid defensively. And then you have a front court of Turner, Aaron Gordon, and Jokic. You got a lot of size there. And then if you can flip Paul Murray for somebody else, you know, if you can send him maybe to Brooklyn, and if you can if you can get Cam Thomas and like a um, uh, who's the guy? Uh, they're not going to give up Bridges, but who's that? Who's the guy? No. Who's the other? For who's the other guard that the Nets have that I was thinking like Dinwiddie? Like Dinwiddie, yeah. Cam Thomas, yeah. for Jamal Murray. Then you got a scorer in Cam Thomas who can play with your second unit pretty much. And then you got Spencer Dinwiddie who can kind of just destroy Primary ball well. handler. Yeah. Primary ball handler. Yeah. Then, you, then you fill the role of having a ball handler, right? Yeah, exactly. And so I think I think then you then now you've got a couple pieces. you got Heald and you got Turner and you got Dinwiddie and you got Cam Thomas to go along with. Gordon and Jokic and whoever else they got on that team, and I think you're, I think you're a better team at this point. And then Porter gets to go to Indianapolis, where he can be somewhat of a star. It can be like him that Indiana can build around Porter and Tyrese Halliburton for the future. Yeah. 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 No, I, I definitely, definitely think that's a good package to put forward. But yeah, the, the Nuggets need some extra help outside of what they got because what they have is not right. cutting it. No, you're right. And I also feel like, honestly, I, I know that the MVP is a regular season award, and I know that playoff performance should have no bearing on it. But if you remember, Giannis won back-to-back MVPs and then was getting bounced early in the playoffs, and people stopped voting for him. Right. And Jokic is now, in, in both his MVP seasons, lost in the first round. And Denver, yeah, yeah, true. You know, let's let's say Denver gets the number one seed, and the Lakers get the playing tournament, and then they get the number eight seed. But then they go into the playoffs with a healthy Anthony Davis and LeBron James. You don't think the Lakers with Beasley and D'Angelo Russell and company could could put an upset on the Nuggets in the first round? No, they could. And they then could. All, all of a sudden, people are like, what the fuck? Jokic is a two- or three-time MVP, and he can't win a playoff series. But, but also, if you look at it, Jokic actually hasn't had a, a legitimate star. Say Giannis, and I agree with that, right? I, I can totally say yeah. I agree with that. But at the same time, Middleton's been in a multiple all-star all multiple years. Uh, yet, granted, he was hurt. Drew Holiday, when they swung the trade from him, he was a fringe all-star when he was playing. Well, now, right? If, yeah, but wasn't Jamal Murray? Was it Jamal Murray when they went to the 
conference finals and the bubble. Wasn't Jamal Murray an all-star that year? And then he got hurt. And I then think that was the only year that they insane. had him, though. It, okay. That's the only year okay. where they had a second all-star on that team. Okay. And then they lost him to an ACL right after that. They're trying to yeah. fill that second star role with Jamal Murray and MPJ together, and it's not cutting it. Yeah. I feel like after Jamal Murray's injury, he hasn't been the same player. Because he was, if you Absolutely. remember, Absolutely. Uh, Sam, he was electric in 2020 in the bubble. He was electric. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, Jamal Murray's taking that leap. And then he seems to really come backwards after the injury. I uh, thought like what he did that year was a little bit like Zach Levine's jump into an all-star. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of another all-stars, uh, Kyrie Irving, do you think he's staying in Dallas after this season? Does he re- do you think know. Dallas re-ups him? No. Where's no. Dallas, Dallas wants to Dallas wants to re-up Dallas him? Wants to, I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. I, I think he's going okay. to the Lakers. I think he's going to go with LeBron. Really? As a free? Do they have the money to sign him as a free agent? No, but you know, I'm sure they'll. It's the Lakers. They'll make something happen. Yeah, they'll Unless go they do their, some kind uh, of the one pick they have ten years from now. Yeah, yeah, but they, they're going to have to shed some salary. So unless they decide to like do a sign and trade, and then deal like D'Angelo Russell and another player to Dallas for Kyrie Irving. But honestly, dude, this is shameful what Dallas has done. After they made the conference finals, they let Jalen Brunson walk to New York, and they didn't bring in any other high-profile players. Fine, they made a trade for Christian Woods, big whoop. What are you going to – because here's the rumbling, Josh and Sam. Luca apparently is starting to get frustrated in Dallas, and he has said something about teaming up and playing with Jokic. Oh, that would be wild. Yeah, that would be pretty crazy. I think I think yeah. they would uh, be favorites right away. That's your second star, bro. Then it's on, then it's over. You know, those two going at it. Oh man, nightmare. And dude, that's not just that's just not second star. That's two top ten players. That's two top ten players on the same team. That that's Kobe and Shaq, right? That's uh yeah 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 you know, for sure. you know that's that's two prime players um and obviously I think Jokic's numbers on the assist side would come down because I think then Doncic would be the guy but then I think Doncic would take a dip in points per game right instead of averaging like thirty a game I feel like Doncic would be around twenty three or twenty four and and Jokic would be around like twenty seven points. 27, 28 points, probably like 12 rebounds and like seven assists, six or seven assists. And then, you know, Doncic would be at like 23, 24 points a game, probably like eight assists and like four or five rebounds. Uh, but I think they would just be beautiful off the pick and roll and, and players playing together. And then you could basically throw – you keep Aaron Gordon there. And, yeah, that Nuggets team is – the standout team. I mean, I still th- I, I think that's a great, great setup, but I still think that the, the Nuggets still need like a defensive anchor of some sort. You know, Gordon right. made leaps right, and bounds, Don- but Dante is a little bit of a liability on defense, right? 
You're right. You're right. 100%, man. 100% he is. What if they made – I mean, you know, the other thing I think the Mavericks should have done or or the Nuggets should have done is, is when the Lakers are dealing Pat Bev. Make a play for him. He's a dog on defense. They would have, they would have, they would have, like uh, taken that and and gone forward in in so many different directions because Pat Bev can go one to three almost, you know, depending on who it is. Yeah. Yes, he can. And I I don't know if you've seen what he's done to Chicago since he got there. We he's completely revamped. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, they're only a couple games out of the out of the out of the seven spots. And, uh, you know, who knows what can happen in this play-in tournament. But, yeah, I mean, he's – I think they've won, you know, nearly 60% of their games since he came on, which is crazy to me. I mean, he's just he's, – it's not even that Pat Beverly brings – the reason he didn't work on the Lakers is because he can't shoot the ball. And that's what LeBron – LeBron just needs to be surrounded by nothing but shooters pretty much. And Pat Bev defense intensity, his defense intensity, it, it works on certain teams. I, I think there's a, there's a lot of teams that use them, use them. That I think I think Dallas, I, I think Denver, and I think the Knicks could have all used Patrick Beverly, and, and it's a shame that neither one of those teams who were in a the better Celtics position should have gone after him, man. The, the Celtics, yeah, or yeah, the Celtics. You, you imagine, imagine having Marcus him at the Smart one. Garden. Yeah, dude, you yeah. knock down backcourt all day. Then plus Jalen Brown. And Jalen Brown. Slide Tatum into the power forward position, no problem. Yeah. Man. And then you got Robert Williams, who's a good five. Yeah. Great five. Dude, that would have been scary. That would have been scary for any team trying to put a point on that on that defense on that defense. That would have been just crazy. All right, guys, we got about 13 minutes to go on the show. I want to talk a little NFL draft rumblings and talk a little NFL free agency talk um, about Lamar Jackson, if he's going to sign. But I, w- I want to ask you guys, looking at NFL free agency, it's still going on, but a lot of the big names have already signed where they're going to sign. What team do you think improved the most? Um uh, through free agency, uh, I'm I'm gonna say now that uh, he signed with Detroit, CJ. I, yeah. I think that team's gonna make some moves this year. Uh, yeah, they lost I, I they lost Jamal you. Williams, but they got they got David Montgomery. They got they got a great safety, um, and and there's rumors yeah. that they they have. What multiple first round picks, multiple second round picks? It, yep. There, there's an opportunity they can go up and get Lamar Jackson with that running game. Yeah. Um, yeah. If they don't, they're talking about maybe they're. When I was reading the uh, drafts today, uh, they go out and get that Quentin Johnson from TCU. So then they're going to line up Amon St. Brown, Jamison Williams, and Jameson. Quentin Johnson. Yep. Dude, yeah. that's fucking monster. That's that's Bengals type fucking targets. receivers. Yeah, plus the targets that DeAndre Swift and David Montgomery can handle out of the backfield because they both can catch the ball in the backfield. Exactly. Now, 
So let me ask you, Josh, you just mentioned that about the Monroe and Jameson Williams, and if they got Quentin Johnston, you know, or another receiver like Jackson Smith and Jigba, somebody like that. How will it? I already, fantasy purpose wise, I already see kind of a down, not necessarily a down year, but a regression year for Monroe because more targets for other receivers means less targets for him. He won't necessarily be like the guy that's going to see like 150 targets. I mean, do you think Amon Ra will still put up pretty good numbers, or do you think he'll be, like, somewhere in, like, the wide receiver 15 to 25 range? No, if they if they got on the draft that Quentin Johnson, yeah, his, his targets are going to go down. Uh, so he's gonna, he's definitely going to drop. Because uh, if, you, if you look yeah. the last couple of years, the first half of the season, he was kind of a yeah. – there's parts of the season where he was just a no-show. One catch, three right. catches. Um, yeah. But then when he went off, he went off, right? Um, right. Jameson yeah. Williams didn't come in until what week so eleven final, or twelve? Two weeks. I don't final, like yeah, week final 13. couple weeks. Yeah. So uh, he's going to have a full off season to work into the offense. So he'll get a, a, a lot more targets. If they get another wide receiver, they're going to get more targets. And I think they got David Montgomery that can catch out of the backfield too, and DeAndre Swift. So. Yeah, I, I yeah. think he's going to definitely drop 15 to 20 in that range for wide receivers. Yeah. So didn't you just but didn't you I, just trade for him, or did you give him up? No, I just trade. I just traded him. Okay. Yeah, so I yeah, gave him probably up. a good yeah. trade. I got I got Stephon so, Diggs and Travis Kelsey in return. That's right. So yeah, I think Detroit is a, a team to really watch. I think they've done really good in free agency this year. So they yeah. plugged a lot of holes they need to plug. Uh, yeah, man, I agree with you. That was who I was going to say. Uh, so, Sam, do you got a different team that you you want to um, uh, get a different team that you think is a big winner in free agency? No, no, I, I would have to say that um, definitely the, the the Lions are up there. Um, they they shored up their secondary. Um, they have they've made a couple of different. Moves and like I said, getting rid of last year when they got rid of Hawkinson, that kind of opened up the game for the receivers. So I don't right. necessarily think that you might have a dip in in usage. I think they just might be a lot smarter in how they use them. Okay. So, you know, who I'll, I'll I go with the Lions. Was the, okay. You know who I thought uh, lost a lot? Oh, it's Philadelphia. I was about oh, to yeah. say the same thing. They, they lost, they lost so much lot, on defense, including that defensive tackle who went over to San Francisco. San Francisco is loaded for next year. I think San, I, I, I do think we're going to see a Bengals Niners Super Bowl next season. That, that's, I, that's what I think is going to happen. Depending on who the Niners roll out at quarterback, if it's going to be Brock Purdy or Trey Lance. But I think that Forty ers team is absolutely stacked. It's incredibly stacked. So, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. But I, the Eagles lost a lot, and I thought the Chiefs lost a lot and didn't really replenish anything. No, I mean, it I don't could think be like a move to, like, you know, replenish through the draft as well, right? Considering their position, It could right? be. I mean, yeah, I mean, Philly's got two first-round picks. Yeah, I mean, so uh, I mean, they, they knew they could they could afford to 
they knew they could afford to lose some of the players, but I mean that's a lot on defense that they lost. It is. So, it is a lot on defense. Especially, especially you're the number one defense in the league, and you lost what three starters, almost four starters. Yeah. If they didn't re-sign Darius Clay. Yeah. So. Uh, it's a um, tough one, man. Although, and then they're, hearing, I mean, Fletcher Cox is another year older. Um, yeah. Didn't they lose old. somebody on the offensive is, line, too? No, maybe, but I know Kelsey is coming back for one Kelsey, year. Yeah, Kelsey came back Kel- for one year. Yeah. But I, I'm hearing Jackson Smith and Jigba to the Eagles at number 10. I've been hearing that a lot. Huh? That's going to be dirty. That's it. That A.J. Brown, I mean, Devontae Smith, and then him? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a trio that nobody wants to see. Plus yeah, Dallas but, Goddard. But they also they also have a hole at running back now that has to be filled. Because, I was I'm say, sorry, I, Kenneth Gainwell. Go ahead, yeah. I, I, I read Bajan Robinson to Philly. Yeah, but not at 10. So, I've been hearing he goes there at 30. I I've been hearing I heard later. earlier he's start he's starting to move up okay. he's starting to move up the draft yeah, I, I don't know about running back going yeah. early anymore man I hate it dude. I agree with I you. hate I hate it yeah you can get value later on like equivalent value you, right you can it, plus you can pay them earlier and and then and and actually hold them to a better deal because if you think about it if you get a guy in like let's say the third round. After their third year in the league, you can re, you can sign them to an extension for like another three or four years, and maybe you don't have to pay them twelve, eleven, or twelve million a season. Maybe you can sign them right. to an extension where it's like where it's like four years, you know, thirty six million dollars. It's at nine million a year, and then you guarantee maybe like fourteen of that. But if you well, get a guy in the I'll, first round, that you yeah. have the fifth year option, and then they're going to want to get paid, and like well, Saquon if Barkley, they don't produce, he, though, I mean, the difference is if they yeah, produce, right? Even if you get a third or fourth but, round pick that does really well, they're going to come out and like, hey, I've done this for you. I went fucking paid in year four. If not, then yeah, I'm in a But yeah, 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 but that's what I'm saying is in year, if you do like a year, if you do a guy like Saquon Barkley, you pick up his fifth year option. And then you want to then you then you have to give them a massive contract possibly after that. If you get a guy in the third or fourth round that that produces well, you just pay him early and lock him up. Especially, like maybe even after year two, you offer him that three year extension. And then after that, he's put after that extension's over, he's put in five years with your, your team. Now maybe he's twenty seven or twenty eight. You let somebody else pay him the bag. Because I, to me, you know funny, I'm uh, not uh, Mike. Right no, 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 I was just going to say I'm never going to give I'm never going to give a running back their their second contract. I'm never doing it. Not in today's NFL. I mean, you can almost so, say like, that about a lot of receivers and David too. Johnson. Right. But it was Those are two names that were drafted Johnson. later and got paid. Yeah. Their two backs that got drafted later got and they got paid and guess what? They were able to maximize their usage in the years that they got paid. David Johnson, not so much because he was injured with Arizona, but he, they had two really good right. years, you know, um, with him. Yeah. Along with his rookie year, yeah. right? So, same, same with Freeman. Yeah. Once the usage is kind of like, because it's such a tough position to play, 
you take a beating yeah. constantly. And by the time you're ready for that second contest, you're right. Like you're at 27, 28, and you're probably out of juice. Yeah. Uh, unless you're that I'm, running I'm back not, called Adrian Peterson. Yeah, but he's one out of what? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, exactly. Like a guy, a guy like LaDainian Tomlinson or... Frank Gore. Or... Yeah, Frank Gore. Frank Gore, though, he wasn't elite. He just fit, stuck around, and he could average three and a half yards of carry to 900-plus yards or 1,000 yards. Like, he just... No, no. Look at his San Francisco numbers after, before and after he tore his ACL. He was actually really good, man. I'm talking no, multiple thousand I mean, yard years. Double digit touchdowns. Louis won that like, because he carried the, the ball the, a lot. The he last, got a lot the of last five years. Yeah, I mean, the last five years of his career, though, Frank Gore wasn't really that effective on the ground. He the last I going agree. back to his age, his age thirty two season. He never averaged higher than than uh, 3.9 yards of carry. So I, he you know what? wasn't that much. At 32, averaging four yards of carry. Joe Mixon can't do that now, and he's like 28. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's running backs that can't do that now. Zeke, yeah. uh, Zeke Elliott, he's not doing that either. Zeke just averaged, what, 3.6 yeah. yards per carry against I one of the best offensive up. lines in football? That's true. Good point. So, damn straight, it's a fucking good point. Um, they, they call me Stephen uh, A. Corelli. They don't call you shit. You're like Will Kane. You're like the Will Kane of our show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's okay. Um, all right. Um, two guys that are still waiting to be signed, locked up long term: OBJ and Lamar Jackson. Um, is anybody going to sign OBJ this season? Is he going to play this year? I think he's going to play. I think he's going to play. There's going to be a team that's going to need good number two receiver that can be a play as a number one, like he showed uh, with the with the Rams, right? Cooper Cup was the number one, yeah. player, even when OBJ got there. Let's be honest. He, but as a number two, he excels as a number two. That's true, Mister Mister Nick Mister Nick Wright. I think he does uh, sign somewhere. Uh, I don't think he's going to get the money that he wants. There, what there's yeah, a rumor that, he, that. Was, he wants like twenty million a year. So yeah, he came out. He, 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 he could be going crazy. I don't even want twenty. No, Nick Wright yeah. could be right. He could be going to uh, Kansas City. Kansas City. There was, uh, I guess he showed interest in that. So yeah, I mean, he would be, he would be great in Kansas City, the team that I want. To just give him a one-year deal on for like twelve million dollars is Cincinnati. No, we don't need him. I you we might not need him, but man, if if we we're running out, oh man, yeah, man is correct. If we're running out like, four, what's that? I said oh, just man is correct. Like, oh yeah, dude. I mean, four. This is your four receiver split of Higgins, Chase, Boyd, and OBJ, plus then the tight end. Whoever we draft, I, it, it, dude, it'd be like playing arena football league against the rest of the team. <laughs> against the rest of the team. Yeah, uh, okay, yeah, Nick. Yeah, yeah. Like too many options as to who to throw it to. <laughs> yeah, true. Then what Although, do you do, Nick? Oh, He's like, everyone's open. What the fuck do I do? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Mr. Nick, you're uh, gonna be mad because your team's gonna go down to to my team. 
Yeah, yeah, fucking Chiefs. I mean, I, I used to not hate the Chiefs. I think Nick Wright made me hate the Chiefs. I, I, Nick Wright is such a fucking fanboy, dude. Like, he is such – I think that's what's annoying about him. Is all of his arguments of LeBron James and Patrick Mahomes being the best to ever do it are – he's been claiming that for years. Like, he did it after after Mahomes won the Super Bowl against the Niners. I'm like, let's see him play for another 15 years and then make the comparison. Like, when LeBron won his second championship with the Heat, he's like, oh, LeBron's the greatest ever. And I'm like, can we not say that yet until we see his whole career and then and then make a fucking point to say it? I mean, So Jesus, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Does, does Michael Jordan have that same career if Phil Jackson's not the coach and he doesn't have Scottie Pippen? Does he have the same career? Dude, we can't play this stupid game. And I heard what Colin Cowherd yeah, said. We're not playing this game number this. one because Phil Jackson, yeah. no, one, no, one, no one asked for Phil Jackson to come. He, he interviewed like everybody else and he got the job. Scotty Pippen was drafted. And he was a no-name coach. Scotty, Phil Jackson was a no-name coach uh, before, he came to, before he came to Chicago with Michael Jordan. You could ask the same question. Does Phil Jackson have 11 rings if he doesn't play with Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen, Kobe Bryant, and Shaquille O'Neal? Hey, I'm just asking. Don't don't start screaming at me. You told me to ask. Questions. I'm not screaming. God damn. I heard. I heard. God damn, Nick. I heard this, I You're starting to piss me off, Nick. Nick. Don't don't call me Nick, right? I'm nothing like that fucking <laughs> douchebag. Anyways, I I saw it. I've been calling I you Nick for the last Colin ten Coward minutes. Dude, I, I saw it on Colin Coward how he posted that where he's like Michael Jordan's just another guy if he doesn't have Scotty Pippen and Phil Jackson. Well. I guess Kobe Bryant's probably just another guy if he doesn't have Phil Jackson and Shaquille O'Neal. Or Pau Gasol. Or LeBron James. I mean, Kobe Kobe didn't win a title without either one. Just saying. Yeah. And LeBron James, if he doesn't go form super teams, he might not have a championship. LeBron James never left Cleveland for the first time. He made it. He made it to one final. He may not have a ring. He left for Miami. He may not have a ring. ring. Exactly. I, I think yeah, that's I think honestly he has such a stupid, stupid thing to say because we all know that Michael, that all great athletes, all great players need a good coach. They all need a great coach. Fuck a good coach. They all need a great coach. Not a single player has won anything with a mediocre coach. And that's in the NFL and that's in NBA. Uh, they need a solid coach. That in the NBA, it's more. It's not so much about X's and O's. It's more about handling egos, right? And, and being good at distributing minutes. In the NFL, it's more about X's and O's and drawing up game plans. But yeah, I just the only I don't person, know, I, the I only person I, I'll say, the only person I'll say, Mike, that that uh, might make that list is I thought that Bolster when he first got in, he was a nobody. And granted, he had Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, and LeBron James. They still didn't win the first year, right? Right. So, you know, I, I think I think Spo is like someone that wasn't nobody that became an amazing coach over time, right? Okay. I mean, that's 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 fair, I guess. You could you could throw him in there, but I, I mean, he's proven that he can win, right? Without superstars, right? Like look at what look at what he's been doing yeah. in Miami now with old Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry, and he turned. Bam right. Abadayo into a top twenty-five player in the league, top thirty player in the league, and so I yeah I mean 
when the Heat made that run in the bubble, that was the most unlikely run. And I think it was all because of the bubble. I don't think it was anything else. But All right, guys, that is all the time we got here on a Friday or on a Monday. Jesus Christ. Oh, Sam dropped. Um, That's all the time we got here on a Monday. Uh, We will be back at it on Friday. I'll still be here in Michigan. Uh, So we'll be doing the show again from Michigan here on Friday. But everybody take care. Enjoy yourselves. Yeah, agreed, 100%. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Bye. Hey. We cover all bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it take us Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing All bases covered, yeah Yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off of the dome First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather Then you know we bringing it home we-